Marco. Polo. Marco. Polo. Hmm. Marco. Polo. Marco. Polo. Fish out of water. No. Okay, I think you were. Uh, I think you were out of the water. No, though. I wasn't in the water. I was. I, w- I was in the water. I know you weren't in the water. No, I was you in just the water. admitted. I was it. in the fucking water. Well, I don't think you were because you just said you weren't. No, I, I, I'm, I fucking misspoke. Okay, I, I was in the water. You're, you're fucking. You're just. I hate playing this game. You're, you're always, you're always so full of shit. Like, 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 just because you think. Look, I'm, I saw you out of the water. What? So, so your eyes were fu- open. I knew you, fucking cheater. You stop, opened your you're eyes. You're the one fucking you cheating. Fucking, I don't even I'm want to play this game with you. Why do you do this? Cheating. This is bullshit. I can't I'm going fucking home. believe I'm fucking, this. I don't even. I didn't even want to be here. Fuck you. Jesus. You she's fucking fuck. Christ. And my name's not Marco. Crab shoot. 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 All right, welcome to the crab shoot, uh, episode nine. I'm just going to number it again. I'm okay. just numbering it. I like I, uh, that you're getting back to numbering. Yeah, it was it was it, it was it was fun experimenting with not numbering, but uh, I think my one true love is is indexes, uh, indices, if you will. Sure. So uh, I'm I, I'm Josh Millard. Uh, this is Jesse Holden. I'm Jesse Holden. That's Jesse Holden, and uh, I feel like that's a that's that's our thing. That's our trademark thing. Is numbering them? Well, well, or, number, or no, no, no. Me, me saying you're Jesse Holden, then you saying you're Jesse Holden, then oh. me saying you're Jesse. Like let's, we've done that a couple times, and it's it's got a nice it's got a nice cadence to it. You know, it's uh, repetition. People are going to remember your name. They're going to remember your name and not mine. This is a bad idea. What am I thinking? I've set myself up to fail. This is good. My plan is coming to fruition Damn Damn finally. Oh, now my phone's going <laughs> your, off. Let your me phone turn is the coming phone to fruition. It's another. It's another <laughs> on running joke. <laughs> me forgetting to turn my damn phone off. We're going commando again here. Uh, neither of us with with earphones, so hopefully. Uh, or underwear. Yes, yes, that too. Uh, that shouldn't affect the audio quality as much. I don't think <laughs> it may it may affect the the timbre of our voices. Sure, and then the enthusiasm in the room. Let's talk about the word timbre, because because I say timbre, <laughs> are you like oh yeah timbre? You're like what the fuck is he saying timbre? It, are you saying the word spelled T I M B R E? I am. I just would have thought it was timber first. Of I all. would have too, but it turns out it's timbre. Okay, and I, I you know, I, I learned this in the process of learning about music that I was paying for in some respect or other. So it totally counts. It may be sure. just total pedantry on my part, but it counts because it was part of an education. <laughs> you mean pedantry? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know that it's a word, and I know that it applies to the tone of something in yeah. some way. I mean, if you say cadence, I know what that means. Like, I can actually determine what specific yeah. aspect of the sound you're talking about. Timbre, I just yeah, would say timbre, it just timbre. Means, like, I know that it's a fancy way of saying what it sounds like. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Timbre sure is for like more literal it, meaning. It's kind of like the. It's kind of like the the the. the to, to use a, a, another vague word, the aspect of the to sound. To use the language of mathematics. Yes, to use the language of mathematics. It's a uh, um, well, in a sense, you know, more more so than usual sure. when we we randomly say that in the course of conversation. Uh, Tamper. Would explain the joke, by the way. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, I, I like to ruin things. <laughs> I'm a ruiner, is what I am. I'm just building sandcastles, and you're just kicking them down. Yep. That's this whole I'm just, show. You know, you should have done that Atlas program. Then you could, like, <laughs> deal with this. Uh, Charles saying, Atlas, though. specifically. Charles Atlas, for the confused listener. Not, not. Uh, is there another Atlas? 
I'm just I'm derailing everything. I don't know which atlas joke. shrugged in the Ayn Rand book. Uh, I, I think all of them. I think oh, all okay. the atlases. Sure. It, it's actually atlases shrugged, but there was a copy editing issue when they put out the the printing of it, and then Ayn was so embarrassed that she just pretended that's what she meant. Right. Yeah. Um, so you were going to talk about music so, being so the timbre, mathematical. Yes. Yes. Uh, the, the 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 frequency uh, profile, say, of a sound. Because uh, you have obviously the volume of a sound is just you know just playing how loud it is uh, is is a aspect of, of a sound, but timbre is more uh, the relative distribution of frequencies in that sound. So like a a trumpet sounds very brassy, and a clarinet sounds much more sort of rounded. Um, even or or, or 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 let's put it another way, a saxophone and a clarinet is a closer family that still sound a bit different saxophone's got a, a a bit more bite to it clarinet's got a fairly round sound it's overtones in 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 the sound produced by the instrument uh have a different sort of characteristic uh that i'm, I'm doing a terrible job but the point is you have different you have different frequencies coming out for any given note that an instrument is playing okay. and and those collection of relative frequency responses uh, really define the, the what something sounds like. It's why we can tell a clarinet from a sax or a clarinet from an oboe, uh, from a trumpet, from a human voice, and so on. Aside from whatever sort of thing someone might play on a clarinet, you can play the same line on a clarinet and a trumpet, and people will be able to tell very easily that it's... Even though it's the even same though it's like a, note, yeah, it's, it's the, the same, same note. It's substantially the same sort of sonic thing going on. The... the, 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 the the overall profile of sound is pretty much the same, but it sounds very different to us. And that's sure. because of timbre. So timbre okay. is sort of like, it's sort of like the, yeah, it's sort of like the character of, of, of an instrument or a, or a sound. Sure. Uh, I don't remember where we started talking about timbre though. I don't either. Do you want to rewind it? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think we were just talking about like, uh, maybe we wanted to talk about the timbers game and I, I don't actually want to talk about the Timbers. No. Nothing against the Timbers, but I don't know anything about them. They're the lacrosse team in Portland, right? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. I think yeah, so. yeah. Water I'm, pr- I'm pretty good at yeah. sports. Yeah, sports, sports ball is good. Yeah. You never listen to KTHX. They they've got a good sports talk radio show. Yeah, yeah. What's the name yeah. of that show? Yeah, I think, I think let's talk uh, chicken, chicken, okay. uh, yeah. something, something poultry. I think. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Will you tell me about this beer I'm drinking? Yeah, so we're drinking a beer here. Uh, this is one of my favorite beers in town, actually. Uh, and it's a seasonal from a place called Occidental. It's uh, right up the road. We may have had some of their stuff uh, in our mouths in a previous podcast. But, uh, yeah, they're uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, I don't know if that I was a deliberate uh, setup for some no, real gnarly no, some, joke. But I'm just gonna, I was just going to let that one go right by. Yeah, but then, but then you didn't. The Instead, you, yeah, yeah. No, just, I made a point of not... Yeah. But you taking the bait. It's sort of a yeah, but there was no bait thing. So you, 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 you were trying to master the bait. Mm. And you, yeah, okay. So uh, <laughs> yes, l- lucubrator or lucubrator, depending on how hard you want to try and German it up, I guess. But anyway, it's a it's a Doppelbach, which is uh, what language are we speaking? What German? what's the name of the beer? Lucubrator is the beer is the name of the beer type yes okay. well let's it's just it's the name of, it's the title of the beer it's the right. it's what they it's what they titled their their recent uh that's beer what you order album. off the menu yes the, uh, the class of the beer. class of beer is a doppelbach, doppelbach it's, it's a bavarian style occidental does uh you know german bavarian style beers which i love i have loved ever since i went to germany 10 years ago and drank a bunch of them mm-hmm. um 
and uh doppelbach is one of my favorites because it's like it's extra it's it's a double bach it's a double beer they uh do part of the process twice you know uh-huh. so you get more more uh malt in there more alcoholic this thing's probably like nine percent or something um that's surprising and it's, it's it's a whole style i mean this is this is a kind of beer that you would get uh brewed at you know monasteries in bavaria huh. back in the day you know monks would uh you know i mean not just doppelbach but doppelbach was one of the sort of like their famous types of uh monastic beer hmm. yeah uh the first doppelbach i think ever had was at uh, a monastery uh, outside of munich at uh, ondex where we marched up a hill on a nice sunny day in in uh, september uh, which is when Oktoberfest is it's in September. I, 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 I still don't know why that is. Um, and yeah, we marched up there. A bunch of us marched up this hill and then got good and sort of tired and winded and warm. And then we got big pig knuckles and a liter of Doppelbach and boy, was I drunk on the train after that. It was, uh, <laughs> I made my friend teach me a lot of German. Well, a little German pig knuckles, is, a special kind uh, of hand job. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's uh, you can only get them in Germany. Um, <laughs> No, it's it's a. Uh, I think it's I think it's or uh, I don't I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was called knuckle, but it's actually like a shoulder or something. There's it's it's some sort of naming it the wrong part of the body. But all I know is it was it was really good, you know, barbecued meat. So yeah. And this is a this is a beer that reminds me of going to. That sounds Fest. lovely. At nine percent alcohol, I mean, it's this show might actually get interesting by the end. Might actually get interesting. <laughs> We're reaching for the stars. Mm. We're uh, reaching as high as we can. So stay with us. Yes. Uh, yeah. How you been? Uh, oh God, I don't even. Is, know. Is, I'm still having the same bullshit I was complaining about last time. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you do you, do you even want to talk about any of it, or or do you want to just continue leaving it as a <laughs> shit that you don't want to talk about because you already have to fucking deal with it? I'm just not sure it's that interesting. It's you know, like I said, I got hit by someone else in their car. Insurance sided with that person because there's a right away question. It's frustrating and. Uh, so my car is eh, still sort of in commission, um, you know, work stuff. And, uh, and, and then I, I this probably happened after last time I recorded, but then my car got broken into like a few <laughs> days later. <laughs> Shit. So it was, I laugh at your misfortune. If you, if you've seen the, I mean, if we could like put a picture of the car somehow, you would see why this is funny. I mean, the, I, I treat my cars notoriously poorly. Like I, I actually am pretty scrupulous about maintaining the engine and keeping it running well. Um, but as far as the outside is concerned, I don't give a shit. I mean, I'll, you know, there's dents all over it. It's, it's been banged up. You know, I've t- my friends have run their car into my car. I've run my car into their car as a joke. <laughs> and, uh, it's a mess. It's, um, so, uh, and then on top of that, I've been T-boned now two times, both times hitting me in the same place. And so it's like, you know, it's like a train wreck to look at this car. And, um, so they get, you know, they're... I, I get out of like work. A car wreck. I, I left my car parked at at the um, the Lloyd Center Mall, which is a mall in Portland. Uh, I come out and like long day. I'm just gonna get in my car and drive home. And I see broken glass, and they've taken out the little triangular window in the back, you know, the <laughs> rear door. And they apparently, you know, presumably reached in, unlocked it, and just gone through everything, tossed the car. There's a lot of just junk in the car at the at the current moment. 
Um, so there's a lot to look, you know, that for them to go through or whatever. So I'm like, for, oh, for fuck's sake, okay, well, do I even want to get involved? Do I even want to deal with this or just say fuck it and drive home? But I decide what, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe the security wants to know something. Maybe the police want to get a print. Maybe who knows? I don't Who knows? I don't know, so I figure I'm just going to go in. Wait a super long time for the security guy. He finally comes out. It, apparently, someone else had gotten their car broken into at the same time in the same parking lot. In the same way, taking out that little triangular window, the part that doesn't roll down on the back uh, you know, door, passenger door. Um, and he comes out, and he's like, ooh. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty sucky. He's like, anything missing? And I was like, well, I haven't really done anything yet. I didn't know if you wanted to see it first or like... T- take a picture he's like oh yeah take a picture so he like pulls out his <laughs> pulls out his iphone and just takes a picture of my car i guess for his own just entertainment <laughs> presumably and he like he doesn't really know what to do and i'm kind of waiting for a prompt from him like am i supposed to do something and i'm like so what uh, you know what do we call the police do should i file a report does it you know what's can i get just a little idea of what you're supposed to do here since you're the security guy and he's just, you know, oh, yeah, I guess you could. What, what's missing? And I was like, no, I, like I said, I haven't really looked into it yet. I didn't know if you want to. Anyways, I'll look through. It doesn't seem like anything's missing, surprisingly. They left a $90 pair of headphones in the back seat and everything. But I, he's, you know, I have a little iPhone mount on my dash. And he's like, yeah, they probably saw that GPS holder and thought your GPS was in the glove box. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, should someone would think that or whatever. But uh, so I'm like, uh, look through, and he's like, he's like, so, yeah, it doesn't look, you know, nothing's missing. And I was like, no, it doesn't look like anything's missing. And he's like, oof, it, you know, still though, the damage to the car, like, looks like they tried to crowbar the door right here. And I'm like, no, that was like that. He's like, oh, that, okay. Well, over here, like on the driver's side door lock, it looks like it was mangled. He's trying to. I'm like, no, no. that was that was that was already like that. Already too, like yeah. that. It's like, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, the window wasn't broken though. Like, I want to make it clear that that wasn't like that when I parked it. And he's like, I mean, he really was just like, I, I don't know why you would bother. I mean, file a police report if you feel like it, but you know, there's nothing of value. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> The car was totaled already, right? So, like, no loss of value occurred here yeah. today. So, you can report it as someone pissed you off, basically. But, um, so, anyways, that was just a nice little cherry on that's, top of yeah, my car ordeals lately. Of the, of the old the old shit Sunday. Yeah, a little shit Sunday there. The, the, the glove boxing, that, that reminds me, actually, uh, uh, Arthur down in uh, San Francisco. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was her telling me this a while back they had a, a couple break-ins into their car uh just parked right on the street uh, i think they live uh somewhere somewhere in the mission uh and and some someone broke into their car and then i think like yeah within a week broke into the car again and took nothing either time because there was nothing to take um and so she was saying they just decided at that point you know what we're gonna do there's like nothing of value in the glove box, which maybe they're thinking maybe there is. We're just going to take anything we would want out of the glove box and leave the fucking glove box open as a sort of, hey, fuckers, seriously, there's nothing in the glove box. Right. Don't break our fucking window again sort of thing, which uh, which is weird. I I, I mean, I, there's there's a certain amount of logic there because like, Absolutely. I mean, logic in the face of illogic because how do you how do you account for, you know, essentially, you know, reckless or somewhat irrational behavior 
that you can't like yeah if you if if it was simple as simple as saying hey that's a dumb idea and it sucks for me don't do it then obviously you know it wouldn't be a problem but uh you can't really count on like a universality of you know common expectations and but it did work for them to do that right they stopped i I haven't heard about any more break-ins oh yeah So, that story, so yeah, you could try that. Story needs an ending. You, yeah, well, it's, it's. I mean, not that my story was. It's any the never-ending story, oh, okay. man. This is actually <laughs> that film is an allegory for getting your car broken into oh. after it had already been broken into. I don't think that's the, accurate. The, the horse that sinks in the swamp of despair that represents your GPS. Oh, I don't have a GPS. But anymore, you used to, but you don't remember anymore no, because I... <laughs> because it sank into the swamp of despair and oh. then. And then the world eaters, something. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, actually. Well, thinking of a horse drowning puts me in a swamp of despair, <laughs> so thanks for that. <laughs> Our car is still, uh, it's, it's, it's a little over two years old now. We just figured out because we were looking up the warranty information because we uh, just took it in for oil change and maintenance and topping off antifreeze and shit and whatnot because it's getting all cold. And, uh, so we had to figure out how old it was to figure out how much of a dealer discount we'd get on getting the battery serviced if we decided to do that because uh, they were like, uh, yeah, so everything seems good except for your battery. It's a uh, cold crank voltage seems uh, or, or cold crank whatever hmm. uh, number seems awfully low, like from what it should be. Like it should be probably it's rated 510. It's like 330 and, you know, it's a new car, new battery. What's what's that about? Um so Angela was doing some research on this uh, and uh, found evidence that it may just be an issue with if, you, if you're if you making mostly short trips and relatively constantly drawing a charge on accessories, it's easy to stratify the acid in the battery. Mm. So, I mean, the battery's still fine, the, the chemical makeup is still fine, but you end up with uh, this, this stratification of the acid that leads to a lower reading and in the long term can lead to... Uh, damage i guess to the battery if you don't do something with it. and the solution the easy solution apparently is take the battery out and turn it upside down a few times to mix it up just literally mix up the the acid mm. from the battery and then it'll be back to normal uh non-stratified nature um so we'll see i we, can believe we, it yeah. i mean you know the battery internally is just these long thin fins going into the emulsion or whatever the you yeah. know, chemistry the chemical mix in there exactly is. but at the same time Go, taking the battery out and turning it upside down seems a little bit well, you know, and and, and foo foo. What's the right word for that? Woo. woo I don't know. Woo, it's, like, it's a little bit woo. Like like it's, it's like it's woo. like homeopathic medicine. I don't know. I mean, I, I right. on the one like hand, the people who like when you're buying a plasma television, they're like, you can't tilt it forward because then the plasma inside <laughs> will get. I literally had I've had multiple <laughs> electronic stores guys tell me this when yeah. I was shopping for a television, and I'm like. I don't even want to fucking engage on this because it's yeah. like one of those things that just gets itself perpetuating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, I, I think she was finding this on basically a chemistry site rather than a battery chakra site. So <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's pretty, apparently this is a big issue in Japan. Huh? Um, I mean, it's likely an issue for us because we do take relatively short trips. We don't have a long daily commute. You know, we go for, uh, certainly a long drive now and then like you know to the gorge or you know every once in a while like you know to another state or something but mostly we're driving around north portland or northeast portland or down to downtown from here so it's like you know a long trip is like six miles each way sure you know and a short one is more typically like one or two um so so short trips don't help with this and apparently using accessories doesn't help either and we bought an iphone adapter thing you know a cigarette adapter thing 
and we've just sort of left that plugged in. Right. Um, right. So there's phantom power coming. Yeah. So I think that. that's constantly drawing. So the combination of those may have that's left us in this situation where the battery's fine, but it's stratified. But apparently in Japan, this is constantly an issue because nobody has great big long fucking commutes in right. Japan because Japan's kind of small, you know, and uh, and everybody has gadgets, and right. and so uh, so yeah, the combination apparently makes it a, a pernicious issue there. That's good to know. So yeah, if you ever go to Japan. Remember to destratify your battery regularly. Okay. So it's the least of my worries with yeah, my current car. Yeah. I mean, it's held together by duct tape. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like the car the literal, is like little duct tape bindings. The 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 wheel well was dragging on the wheel, so I just jacked it up and popped the wheel off and bought a sledgehammer on Amazon <laughs> and just banged it out again. And now it's now it mostly doesn't drag on the wheel, but sometimes does. I mean, yeah. I mean, you've seen my car. You had to give me a jump the other, which I haven't on air thanked you for, but thank you, by yeah, the way. Before welcome. any of this went I'll down, you had to you give me a jump. anytime you, you just uh, drop of a hat. Yes. We have a lot of double entendre yes. going on here. Uh, Do you think so anybody's I had to buy ever... a battery then? But like, that's so like the battery's the only thing in the car is worth anything at this point. I mean, literally, like all the dash lights are out, so I bought a little twenty dollar like plug into your cigarette lighter and like put like an outline around your stereo with glowing blue lights, <laughs> but I just taped it to the dash so at night I could see how what speed I was going and stuff. Like it's re- the whole thing is really like being held together by my love for the most part. My dad, who gave me the car, like literally this was a gift for Christmas one year. He gave me this incredibly valuable card that's, you know, been responsible for, you know, the fact that I could get a job and the fact that I could get around Portland and move to Portland even in the first place. Um, uh, he's, you know, he comes to visit and he sees it and he's like, oof. And I'm like, the engine, the engine's still in great shape. <laughs> I'd taken care of the engine. <laughs> And I'm like, but then I have this guilty conscience the whole time he's visiting and stuff, because it's like, it sort of does look like I don't give a shit about this incredibly generous gift, like mind-blowingly generous thing. So I'm dropping him off at the airport, and he takes one last look at the car, and he goes, you missed a spot, and he just swings and kicks this giant dent (laughs) in this one previously undented spot, and it just made my heart sing. That was was a good moment. Way to go, Dad. Oh, man, that's a... (laughs) That's that's sticking the knife in right there. That's... No, no, he was he was he was it was. <laughs> I wish I had told the story better. It was a uh, it was an acceptance. Oh, okay. okay. It wasn't a, it wasn't a screw you. You you were on the same side yeah. of uh, of this. Okay. It was a, like okay. you know what this is pretty funny. I'm good. I mean I I, I I'm kind of I'm with him either way. You know sure. even if it was a dick move, it's a it's a a stylish dick move. But I'm I'm glad oh, it's yeah. actually more of a, a simpatico <laughs> thing. That's. That's 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 very nice to hear. No, it was definitely it was it, it was well intentioned and well received. I think now I'm second guessing at those. No, no, so no, no, no. Don't that. let me don't let me fuck with your head like that. This is this is that moment in some shitty romantic comedy where like the meddling shitty friend totally sows the seeds of doubt into uh, the mind of the protagonist. Which is that really that shitty? Because the protagonist is usually kind of a tiresome motherfucker when you really unpack it. That friend's awesome. Yay, shitty friend. There needs to be more movies about shitty friends who fuck up people's head spaces. Okay. Okay. Sure. I turned myself around on that pretty quick, I guess. Yeah. You know, I was just asking someone, or I was actually just asking my uh, girlfriend, what's your favorite first kiss in a movie? Can you think of a good one? Oh, that that, that scene with Simba and What's-Her-Face and Lion King? That was... 
that was a weirdly that was a weirdly romantic scene though disney uh, you know classically has often been pretty just sort of like stiffly formal about like the oh and now it's the kiss and it feels almost like formality huh. those 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 lions were all getting up in their faces there was some serious nuzzling there i feel like they got away with it mostly because they were lions so they could get a little bit more but yeah it was it was uh, it felt a little pg-13 i remember thinking have- like huh really Josh Millar, do you have a favorite first kiss in a movie that's not animals? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just, I, 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 it's something I have to think about. Like, 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 I don't, I don't know that I really index movies by kisses. I know, I don't either. Thing, it was you know? hard, it, you know, and I, it, so I actually just had to go through well, and you think go of my first. favorite you movies. Go first. Think of my favorite movies, and then try and think if there was a great first kiss scene in them because I don't. You, you, I'm similarly, I don't really have them categorized in that way but it seems like something you should have a pretty good answer for because there's some definitely some great first kisses in movies right oh i'm sure there are i mean i i'm not doubting the existence of, of here's an opener for you good here. first kisses or or uh for that matter of ones that i particularly like if i think about it but so my partner she said breakfast at tiffany's which I haven't seen yet. I I, you know? I, I have so seen it. Judge me as harshly uh, as you need to. I, I I've seen it. I'm sure through at least once and in bits and pieces a couple more times, but uh, not super recently. And I'm not like a huge. I don't know. I mean, Audrey Hepburn's nice and all, but I'm not like you know in some sort of Hepburn cult where it's like, oh yes, sure. Audrey. You know, so it, it, I don't remember the the first kiss from that movie. So I, the only one I could think of. Um, uh, I actually thought of two. Okay, so one is Highlander. So I, you just go, you know, you can just laugh at me all you want for that one. Which one though? Which the 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 modern times woman when they when uh, they kiss each other. For some reason, I just really liked how it played out. I thought it was kind of nuanced their kiss. They're like they're kind of drawing together, and like she lunges a little bit and he kind of holds her back but then he dives in it's a little bit of nice subtle interplay there in the movie highlander which is about sword <laughs> men cutting each other's heads off because the first movie had a lot of depth it, it, it uh you know it had a lot of a lot going on but the other one which really which really still holds up for me is is a little movie um called stranger than fiction have you seen it I don't think I have. So it's Will Ferrell and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, I know of it. Yeah, I never saw it. And it has this scene in it that just it just warms my heart. It's cheese, pretty cheesy, but it's it's underplayed really nicely. And there's a song they use in the scene, and it just just hit me sideways in just the right way. So. That's I think that's my current vote for favorite first kiss. Will Ferrell and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, what do you Who do? Know, not, what do, you do? Not well-known romantic front, you know, you know, superstars, but uh, just worked for me. Well, I mean, I you know, that's that 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 trumps my current answer of I still can't think of a specific first kiss that I like. So uh, we may have to come back to this. Ripley I, and I, Hicks never kissed, do they? No, they didn't. Uh, no. Yeah, it was, it was just a it's just a tracker. It yeah. doesn't mean they're engaged. Didn't that mean they were engaged? No, no, no. It doesn't mean oh, they, I'm sorry. they were not I was engaged. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, you got me all. I'm I'm all man. I feel like I feel like I should have an answer, you know. But uh, sure. Well, maybe by the end of all these drinks maybe maybe we'll maybe, have, come, we'll, we'll maybe be, it'll unlock we'll be like crying a, and youtubing first kiss things <laughs> and just holding each other and sobbing i can think of a first kiss scene that i have uh, a good memory of mm. I, I i wouldn't that's say what I meant with the highlander one more than it being particularly amazing well, was that yeah, it was well, really stamped into my brain yeah but 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 
but still, I think I think yours. I didn't still actually is... find it erotic like you did with the Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I found it erotic. Uh, I'm just saying I understand where those furries are coming from now. Um, no, <laughs> that's uh, all I was uh, fishing for. Thank you. <laughs> No, but I, I have a feeling that the one you mentioned, the Highlander one, is still a little bit more of a, oh, that was a great first kiss thing than the thing I'm going to mention, which was, uh, I can't even remember the fucking name of the movie, but it was a remake of, I think, Dangerous Liaisons with, uh, oh, what's his face, Ryan something and Sarah Michelle Gellar. And that uh, brunette girl who's gone on to be good in stuff. I'm really, really, clearly I have a very strong memory of this film. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Ryan, what's his face? Uh, is it a French name or something? He's, he, I don't know. Uh, blonde hair, pretty boy. Uh, anyway, Sarah Michelle Gellar is basically trying to uh, seduce this girl she knows from school uh, for the purposes of their, you know, various dangerous liaisons. Their, their their freaky, you know, mind manipulation social games that the, these two cousins are playing with each other. And, uh, and so she ends up kissing this girl on a picnic blanket in the park. Mm. Uh, and, and it's sort of like a first, you know, lesbian kiss for this girl. Mm. Um, and so they're coming from very clearly different places because Sarah Michelle Gellar is being all like manipulative and trying to sort of get in this girl's head. And this girl's just like, oh, I'm going to kiss a girl. And, mm. uh, and so and they have this like, you know, but the thing is someone managed to isolate like the 15 seconds of this kiss from this scene. Uh, and this is like 1990. Eight, 1998 1999 someone managed to take this and turn it into 15 seconds of i don't know a quick time movie or maybe a real media mm-hmm. thing and put it on the college lan mm. and and so we would just spend time at college like looking through all the open shared folders and pulling mp3s and shit uh it was it was a wonderful sort of like flea market rifling through the bullshit in the bins sort of approach to oh yeah uh, i'm real nostalgic for that yeah like, like, like before anybody got any of that shit organized in any proper way so it was like the campus land was a free-for-all and someone found this clip from this this film of this kiss and and we were i think at that point basically the people in our suite were a hundred percent lonely single guys and uh so we watched that clip a lot mm-hmm. so i really remember <laughs> that scene from that movie because we had 15 seconds of it in real media uh video format uh, of that kiss it wasn't. It wasn't a dot mo. It wasn't a quick time movie. It, it might have been. I think it's funnier if it's real. Oh, it was and, small. It was definitely. And, uh, it was definitely like a smaller. It's all dithered really aggressively. I, I think it may have been sixteen bit. It may have Oof. been like serious, serious image quality. But uh, well, it was an important piece of cinema. So yeah. Deadly 16-bit color there. Yeah. So I remember that. Uh, it's, it's a terrible candidate, but I certainly remember that as a memorable. Uh, first kiss of sorts. This question is a wellspring for embarrassing stories. Yeah, really. really the, like we it. could we could go down some serious wells on this. I think if we keep for pushing sure. hard. Well, do you remember your first kiss? Mm-hmm. I uh, oh, man, I don't even know if I want to get into that. Mm. I mean, you want you should want to have a couple more of these nine percent <laughs> drinks first. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's well. It's, it's a complicated classification system. I'll get some it, juice partly, down it, here it, if I need yeah. to. Or some four loco now that now that uh, Andy Bayos figured yeah. out where in town we can buy it. It's just apparently just don't go to Seven Eleven is the problem. What was it? A M P M stocks it maybe or no? We were going to Plaid Pantry. I think Seven oh, Eleven probably does oh, have okay. it. Although Plaid Pantry was 
you know, did have it before, and according to Andy, did stock it again after it was uh, allowed again, but but then apparently stopped. But uh, yeah, no, it's <laughs> well, this is a little bit of a pit stop, but um, yeah, go to the go to our Twitter feed at the crapshoot uh, the underscore track crapshoot and uh, look for our link. We're we're now followed by Juice and Four Loco, by the way. <laughs> I hope we can get a proper rivalry going. God, sponsorship fight. If you're listening. <laughs> Just give us give us a, give us a tweet, guys. But we, there's we can a great little exchange between Andy and the Four Loco Twitter team that we link to there. Anyway, yeah. so I'm sorry. It's oh, I, I, I thought I had successfully dodged the question. Okay, so here's the thing: yeah. classifying first kiss. Uh, there's like different levels of first kiss. Okay, so so possibly first kiss, as in the first kiss that involved kissing a girl in a situation where me and the girl knew we were kissing and may have happened. That sounds terrible, but, but I mean, you know, it's like my first kiss, I'm sure was like, you know, one of my parents when I was like, you know, you know, a baby. And I was like, oh, it's a newborn baby. Okay, yeah. Kiss no, baby. Can, so that doesn't count, obviously. You know, a kiss from your aunt doesn't count. Where you know, oh gosh, you've grown so much. we were kissing. Yes. Such <laughs> In the second grade, this may or may not have happened. Uh-huh. I honestly have no idea. Uh, and I can try and explain why, but... But in the second grade, maybe me and this girl like kissed, like just a little peck on the lips. Like we both knew we were doing a thing that you yeah, can do sure. uh, while we were underneath the milk crate because we'd been delivering the milk and Aww. we were taking the milk crate back to the cafeteria. And that's the sort of creative dynamo I was as a kid where I would say, oh, let's put a milk crate over our heads. Not because I was trying to set up a kiss, just because I thought it'd be fun to put a milk crate over our heads. <laughs> uh, is how this probably played out, if it played out, which I don't know. And right. then and then, and then then we kissed. Or well, it uh, might have just been a Norman Rockwell painting. Maybe. It feels, it feels a little contrived. And the thing is, I most clearly remember remembering this after someone in middle school pointed out that me and that girl had kissed you know this is like huh. you know, four or five years later i have no immediate i wasn't like oh hey that's that girl that i went to to grade school with and kissed under the milk crate that one time so i don't know if i was reminded of it by that or if there was some sort of story that was totally fictional that i absorbed because i like the idea that it happened someone else or something maybe yeah i have no idea so uh so that's a mystery so that's in a sense that's the first one. I like that story, although I think when someone asked you for your first kiss, it was like the the kiss where you like you like ran home and like stayed up in bed thinking about it afterwards. Well, that's, thing. okay. So that's that's like okay. Um, years later, years later, you don't get to ask me any of these questions. Yeah, no. <laughs> that, oh, that that seems totally fair. Yeah, that <laughs> seems that seems reasonable. Years later, I, in high school, uh, I was uh, you know. Lonely kid, perpetually sort of out of sorts, uh, and uh, wow, what was that like? Yeah, I know, right? It's a it's a mystery. You'll never understand it. My unique, my unique <laughs> pain, and and et cetera, and so on. No, sure, I'm with uh, you. Though. Sorry. So I, I had a friend who uh, gave me a kiss on the corner of the mouth hmm. one night. This was like at a party. I was uh, getting ready to leave. Uh, and that happened, and it blew my mind, especially right. since she was, you know, in a serious relationship with the guy whose house we were at, and they lived there, and it was a party they were throwing. So I was very confused about that. It was a, it was a, it was a whole thing. 
Was uh, he the captain of the football team? No, 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 no. Okay. no. But, uh, anyway, so it was it was a thing that, and that 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 yeah. threw me because that that was that was that was kind of like the first time, yeah, you know, a, a girl you know had kissed me when it was like it like you know I clearly remembered it and it counted. Sure. Um, and then there was uh there was a there was another kiss uh, sometime in the next I don't know six months to a year I think uh that was actually like you know on the mouth and not not a big thing but you know it was a little bit more on center and so that's and all of these like there was so little going in my life romantically sure. you know my my romantic life consisted basically entirely of quietly pining for girls I didn't talk to, you know? So it was like, it was not really a thing where there was anything that could be more fucking monumental than a kiss under, you know, a, a, a relatively chaste kiss under questionable circumstances that I didn't even know what it meant, but still it was a huge thing. And not knowing what it meant was part of yeah, the thing, I think. Exactly. For sure. I mean, no one knew what anything meant at that point where everyone was still figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. But everybody thought everyone else had already figured it out. Exactly. Right? So I think they were the only one trying to fake it. And then and then probably the the, the, the first like non super weird in some ways kiss was like, you know, like in, in <laughs> I'm high not school. Sure I've had one of those yet. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> In high school, I I actually had uh, my first like girlfriend girlfriend, and uh, and after a lot of time, we kissed. I was I was so shy. I was so nervous, and 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 I really liked this girl, and we we had sort of started really liking each other for months before she finally just wrote an email, basically saying, "Hey, you know what? I really like you," and we don't say anything about this and it feels weird and it's driving me crazy and do you like me or do you not like me and and i was like oh shit and it took me two days to manage to put something in the locker saying hey yes actually in fact i like you and the ensuing two days at school were super fucking weird and yeah i I'm I'm kind of an idiot, basically. What it comes down to, but no, I totally understand yeah. that. Like, I was just taking I was two days terrified. to figure out just how to say yes, I like you. When yes. anything would do, yes. nothing. It has zero bearing on anything. How seriously? How you exactly? Know, you I could have written an email back seems, saying, "Hey, I like you too," and that would have been fine. But it, but it seems unbelievably important that every aspect of it is yeah, meticulously you know, planned, and, and I think it's a way of postponing that a little bit. It's kind of pushing off that the the kind of the ultimatum there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I, I'm the same way. Where it's where I where, where I get I get fussed, like caught up in the details on something that the details are completely irrelevant. Yeah, on because I'm worried about the the jumping off the cliff aspect of making the decision. Yeah. Well, I I think I, I think it was weeks after that. Weeks after we finally were like, hey, yeah, I like you. I like you too. Let's go to the 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 the, the, the pizza shop and 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 talk. You Drink know? out of the same milkshake. <laughs> But yeah, eventually we, we 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 finally did kiss, and and we were hanging out in her bedroom, uh, and just sort of talking and hanging out uh, on the bed, and um, and I remember it was a thing where I think we were both we were just all, both talking, we were both thinking about it, but we were both weren't actually doing it, and then somehow like just brownie in motion managed to like, you know, get our faces into correct proximity that then we were kissing. And then it was like, Oh, okay. Uh, you know, we finally pulled the fucking ripcord on that. And, and, and we discussed that after the fact that neither of us could specifically remember making a move. We just ended up kissing. I was like, Oh, okay. Well, thank God that. So yeah, that was, I, so that's, that's what I'm saying. I was this whole class. Like, how do you want to define it? Cause I think that in a sense, 
could be like the first sort of boyfriend girlfriend kiss yeah that wasn't, no uh, i think that that's but at the legit. same time it wasn't like the first thing that was like oh my gosh a girl kissed me that i remember right, you know and right. and so it's like yeah it's it's there's a whole taxonomy all all three of those stories charm the shit out of me those are all really adorable i'm so glad we have them committed to recording unless this recording explodes like the last <laughs> one did <laughs> in which case this is so much sweet heartwarming shit is going to be lost if this recording fails I guess. it's 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 weird to talk about i, I guess I, I i mean i don't think of myself as like a super private person but but somehow it feels like uh no know. it is weird and i appreciate that you will your willingness to go there i mean that was that's a really personal question and it's you know it just happened we just happened to go there from the movie conversation so i appreciate your willingness to go there now that's if nice. i filmed any of those i could totally <laughs> cheat a quick shortcut answer you know it'd be all yeah in the third Alien movie, the alien. I want to point out that Ripley I also very clearly remember my first kiss with my wife. Uh, I, I, I stopped short, not because it didn't matter, but just because I was aiming for the first thing. And, and right, so, no, we were started chronologically at yes, the beginning. I think I, I, I feel like you're off the hook on Yes, but yeah, I good. like kissing my wife very much. Oh, good. It's a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a good time for a break? Do we have twenty minutes in the can yet? Oh yeah, we've got forty. Yeah, let's, let's, forty minutes. Yeah, I know we're we're fucking machines. Shut up. No, we, we're, I'm, I'm we've serious. been talking for 40 straight minutes. Oh, 39, 39 and 35. Fuck me. We're going to yeah. have to edit this. This is that's bad. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> it's not like it's not like we've been getting short. I'll tell you, well, you want to take a break though? Well, we'll, we'll take a quick break and uh You know what I'm really pissed off uh, an episode or two ago when I when I told you you had to use the um Guns N' Roses version of Knocking on Heaven's Door as bumper music? You didn't you I'm didn't never I'm never ever going to use any Guns N' Roses song ever for anything okay so come back uh join us again after you listen to uh axel rose singing knock knock knocking on the heaven's door coming up next minnesota hennepin county attorneys filed suit friday regarding wrongly scored standardized aptitude tests too high for some hence unfair to the rest minnesota hennepin county attorneys filed suit friday Regarding wrongly scored standardized aptitude tests Too high for some, hence unfair to the rest Students who's over SAT errors 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 Students who's over SAT All right, we're back. Uh, I'm Jesse Holden, and this is Josh Millard. I'm Josh Millard. Ah, uh, that's Josh Millard. I'm Josh Millard. I'm not as good at it as no, you it's, are. No, you, really, you, well, well, you can you can drill. You know, it's it takes a little. You gotta. You can drill. I'm saying, I'm saying. I'm saying you should be in porn. You can. Yeah. I just made I just made a joke today on on LARP trick about about drilling. I've got the crew of next generation is currently settling into their next gaming session in the deep space nine, uh, role-playing game. And, okay. and, uh, they're, so they're doing a little bit based on the episode progress from season one of deep space nine, where there's a Bajoran moon that the Bajoran government wants to mine for energy to, mm. uh, you know, have energy back on the home world, but there's a few settlers there and they've evacuated most of them, but there's a couple holds out holdouts who don't want to leave. And so the episode's all about, dealing with that and you know forcing people to leave versus you know 
moving on with their lives and blah 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 the themes. But the point is, there's a mining operation, and so Riker's like, "Oh, I could be the I could be the senior foreman." And, uh, and and Troy's all, okay, what do you know about running a mining operation? And he's like, hey, you know, let's just say I've drilled a few holes in my time. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so basically... That's probably verbatim yeah. from a Next Generation episode. It probably, it probably is. You know, people complain every once in a while in the, the comments about how I'm sort of going over the top with Riker and making him too much of a hornball or too much of a, like, military hawk. But if you watch the show, he's a fucking hornball military hawk. He seriously, he gets that shit-eating, I could fuck that grin on his face mm-hmm. in exactly that context on a number of occasions. And he really is ready to shoot the shit out of stuff. There really so, is like you know. an episode of Next Generation that's Riker gets some space plague. He's on, he's in the medical bay on a, you know, operating table basically for the entire episode. And it's all flashbacks of him banging chicks from earlier episodes. Oh man, you know, there's a, I think it was the last last episode of the first season. Like they were contracted for like 22 episodes and they only had really the budget and time to shoot 21. So 22 was a fucking clip show. Right. And yeah, I think it was think that. that was and it. so they just, it was like five minutes of footage of him on a table in Med Bay and, and Bev doing inane sort of explanatory text about, oh, now he's having positive memories. And then right. we'd see like him banging a bunch of chicks. Now he's having negative memories and there'd be, the fights he got in in season right. one or Tasha Yar dying or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was terrible. Like I, I, that's like the one episode of next generation. I actually haven't sat through aside from a couple of Wesley ones. Cause, eh. huh? That's what, that's my one, uh, Wikipedia edit that got reverted within 30 <laughs> seconds. Was I edited the Wikipedia page for that Star Trek next generation episode? Yeah. Um, just to add the sentence that I thought was useful, uh, encyclopedic content saying this episode is basically eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, except all Riker banging chicks <laughs> got reverted in 30 That's seconds. It. There's some hawk eyed watchers on the Star Trek, the next generation individual episode. Take pages. that shit over to memory alpha, man. And if they won't have it there, take it over to TV tropes. Like you could, that would totally fly on TV. Tropes. It's probably already in both those places. Yeah. Well, fair enough. No thanks to me. You know, though. Memory Alpha is a little dry, actually. I mean, I, I appreciate that it's there. It's a, it's a ridiculous, dumb resource that I the ton of labor's gone into, and I appreciate that like Trek fans have been so thorough with it. But uh, but it's still pretty. That's where I should have gone with my warp drive question. Your warp Me- drive question. Remember we were oh, talking yeah, about warp yeah, drive. Like, why yeah. don't they just go nine point nine everywhere? Yeah, all the but time? you go to Memory Alpha, and, and and the answer you get is bullshit for that sort of thing because they're sort of obliged to try and sort of explain it in universe instead of just saying you know what that's just a bunch of bullshit well i know what it is in reality which is just writing shorthand for the intensity level of the scene yeah but what i wanted was an in-universe explanation yeah. so that's probably well then okay there you go gone. then then you could probably get it there yeah or you know i what i wanted was elaborate like retroactive explanation i'm sure there's a term for that and you know where you just go back and just like no they had to do it that way because you know it's someone sees the zipper on the suit and someone else has to explain why there's a zipper. well there's retconning right uh but that's yeah there's i think there's a better name for it it's like you know like why when they say like why you can hear explosions it's because to give people on the bridge the actual sensation of this of witnessing the thing they're witnessing on the view screen so the computer simulates the sound of an explosion. 
because that's useful contextual information the computer can add to what they're looking at even though there's no sound traveling in right, space right. blah 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 anyways yeah. I, that kind of stuff I actually love I actually really I, I kind of do too but it's also I, I love it I love it in the way that I love other things that are shitty you know it's like yeah. I, I love it the same way I like a lot of horror movies that aren't good like you know sure. making the effort and sort of like like fandom and 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 writers reaching out to try and sort of massage a little bit more of justification into a flaw in something they care about. Like I really appreciate that, and I enjoy it. And and certainly I enjoy bullshitting. You know, if if not necessarily always uh, earnestly about you know how you might explain something and and, and whatnot. But uh, but it's still yeah, it's still. It's so terrible. It's it's or like when um, Solo says he can make the Kessel run in twelve parsecs. I might be misremembering the exact line there, oh, but yeah. And like parsecs is a measure of distance, not time. So like, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. And so like, some people are like, well, he what he means is that he can chart yeah. such an excellent yeah, yeah. His short rooting was so good that he could it, keep right? the length. So the he's total not actually length. talking yeah. about how fast the ship is. But if you watch a scene, he is talking about how fast the ship is, and you don't even need that elaborate justification because he's obviously hoodwinking these two suckers exactly. into taking yeah. his ship. So. So it's fine if he says some stupid shit that doesn't make any sense. It fits perfectly into the scene if he if he even if he does get it wrong. Yep. So anyways, I do love that. And and, and, and and it's that's more interesting too if he's hoodwinking, which I feel like I feel like Obi-Wan knows he's being hoodwinked, but he's being hoodwinked sufficiently okay. Right. Like he's basically just trying to like 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 Solo's trying to do a I need to make this sale, I need to get this fair. Right. You know, I need, I really need some cash. I'm going to tell these guys that fuck yeah, I can do this, and I'll just run my fucking mouth. Right. Uh, and he's he's thinking basically, you know, this kid is obviously a fucking rube. The old man might be, you know, lo- looks like a rube too. I mean, Obi Wan's, you know, intentionally I think presenting right. it sort of like, like a, a harmless old, old man. Yeah, right. And, and Obi Wan in the meantime is looking at this, and he's basically just like Jedi, Jediing this shit a little bit. To say, okay, this guy is full of shit, but in a trustworthy way. He's not murder us while we're not looking right he maybe he even He's sees just, like yeah. he needs us more than we need him and it's clear by the fact that yeah. he's obviously like kind of fumbling with this conversation a little exactly bit so so to, yeah i mean there's so maybe that's actually an ideal candidate for what we need to get us off the planet that reminds sure. me one of my favorite first kisses in cinema is 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 padme and anakin because that wasn't terrible <laughs> fuck man that fucking scene oh i told you I, on the brad sucks episode i was talking about how me and my partner are watching the star wars uh in machete, in machete order yeah machete machete i can't i don't know i can't do it right now but um <laughs> so it's which it's which is episodes four five two three six in right, that right. order so the two, episodes two and three are extended flashback backstory for vader um, and we got to episode two, Attack of the Clones, and we got halfway through, and she just fell asleep. It's, it's like first she was like hate, and like especially the love scenes are so fucking bad. They're really they bad. They're so fucking it's like, bad. It, it's kind of like I kind of you know what I would love. I'll tell you what I'd love. Thank you for asking. Sure. I would love to see a remake of Star Wars Episode Two, directed and starring Tommy Wiseau, <laughs> who directed and starred in The Room. The Room. Uh, cause I think, I think nothing, nothing could be a more interesting retreatment of that pile of shit than to have it done by someone who doesn't have the budget and the sensibilities to make it so fucking dull. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't think Wiseau's scene would be any better as a construction. Cause like, if you're looking at strictly as like, you know, sort of industrial architecture, there's nothing wrong 
with that scene. You know, the people do say their lines in the correct order and then exchange the physical interactions that you would think as a robot with no emotions was required for that exchange (laughs) of mechanical pleasantries. Uh, It just doesn't work because there's no fucking chemistry and the writing is terrible and the actors are uncomfortable and everything's awful. But, you know, the building would stand in a sense, you know, whereas I feel like... Okay. No, okay. You, you, do you, I mean, do you think? Well, it's, no. Let's just go with that because you're building to it a, a different point. Like, I, I feel like it's coherent. It's bad. It doesn't work, but it's coherent. You know exactly what you're supposed to feel about it, even though you don't feel any of it because it's so that, badly right, done. That I, yeah, you know, you know what they're cartoonishly yeah. attempting ham-handedly to portray. You it, sort of yeah. get the gist of it. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, like, like Tommy Wiseau would would want to find some sort of twist on it he'd want to put his mark on it he'd nudge things around and the result would be like a fucking mess but it would be a charming weird mess you know it'd be it'd it'd be you know it'd be something that you could actually sort of try instead of saying oh jesus christ why did they let george lucas do this you'd be like what the fuck was this i don't i don't know i don't know what i'm supposed to think about this like this is is this bad on purpose? Is this bad accidentally? Is it, you know, I, I think it'd be a different sort of failure and it'd be a more fun sort of failure to watch. Like you'd be engaging with it with something other than, you know, the sense of the steady crushing of your childhood nostalgia. I like the fact that you're, you're, you're in a world where you can just jettison the director of the movie and completely put a whole new person in to write and direct the scene. This still the highest you're aiming for is a better, <laughs> more interesting failure. Well, the, a success isn't even on the chart for well, this movie. I think, I think even completely rewritten and redirected. It, it's a Doctor Who thing. Episode two is a fixed point in time. It's a shitty point in time, you know, and we can't get away from that, but we can change what episode two is. I'm actually, I'm not super optimistic, but I'm interested in the new Star Wars movies. Yeah, sure. Like, I, I'm curious to see where they go because they obviously can't really go any worse than the prequels did. Like, you right. know, the, the, the high point of the prequels was when they weren't kind of actively bad. You know, that's that's like that was the high watermark for that whole exercise is times when you're like, well, this is kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, there's in any given instant of the movie, there's several things that are terrible. But if you but if you kind of divide it not by blocks of time, but by kind of who's contributing what to the movie. I mean, still the art direction and the mechanical design in those movies is awesome. It's like they're bringing the best in the industry to create these incredible vehicles and these incredible set pieces and stuff, some of which are really just awe-inspiring to look at, and some of which I still get huge enjoyment out of, and which is why I don't mind rewatching it, because when it sucks, it's kind of sucks in a painful way that's not like super fun, but still a little fun. And when when there's something just like grand art direction-wise to look at, it's actually really cool. Well, yeah, to there, see there's like the best in the industry given a yeah. basically blank check to create a spaceship. Yeah, there's, there's a tremendous amount of technical competence in the films that's really neat to look at. And it's kind of a shame that they're tied to, you know, so much of what George Lucas was not doing well there, you know. But uh, sure. But what do you do? So here's, I have a question for you too, and this is sort of in the same sphere, um, especially when we were starting to talk about how warp engines in uh, Star Trek is that um, the uh, the speed of light um, really confuses the shit out of me. <laughs> and, and maybe you can give me a little guidance here in that this is the same... This is kind of the bigger thing about what my brain can't wrap itself around that I was kind of getting at with the throwing a baseball at the sun issue, which is frames of reference. 
And the issue I have is, as I understand it, and maybe this is totally wrong, which would actually be a relief to me, but as I understand it, the speed of light is the speed of light, light independent of frames of reference. Meaning, if you had your back to the sun and you were traveling away from the sun at half the speed of light, the sun, the light coming off the sun would still, to your, from your perspective, be traveling past you at the speed of light. Is that correct? I, you know, I'm not going to be very helpful here because I've always personally found relativistic effects and frames of reference super fucking confusing as well. Like that, that that's one of the things I remember is like being one of the weird paradoxes of of how this works is yeah, if you're traveling at a very high speed and you fired a photon in front of you uh so if you're traveling at almost the speed of light like like 99 percent of the speed of light and you fired a stream of photons you know forward in front of you um the instinctive sense is well they can't go faster than the speed of light so they'd be going to you what would appear be one percent of the speed of light right because like, they just slowly be drifting away from yeah, you from yeah, your frame of but, reference but instead in theory i guess it will in fact travel away from you at the speed of light. Yeah, and I've never, I've, I've honestly, as much as I, I, I think of myself as you know a little bit of a science geek, and I've always been interested in um, math and physics and whatnot. I've never really gotten to the point where I was comfortable with relativity. Like I've never right. gotten to the point where it actually made instinctive sense. So I can't, I can't fucking help you here because I remember, because I would think so. Like okay, so like redshift and blue shift. Redshift and blue shift are things I remember learning about in grade school, and I was really into astronomy in grade school. Um, and so I, I learned about pulsars and quasars and redshift and stuff like this. So redshift, the thing is there's, you know, different parts of the universe are moving away from each other, you know, because this galaxy is going this way and that galaxy is going that way. And so if we if we look at a star through a telescope and that star is in a galaxy that's moving away from our own, that star will appear redder than it actually is because of the wavelength of light? Yeah, because of the wavelength of light. Okay. Because it's moving away, the wavelength is shifted lower in the visible spectrum, and so it appears redder than it... Like like if it was, you know, yellow, right. it would appear red instead of yellow. It's like kind of, of a visual Doppler effect, sort yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. The same same basic idea. You, the, the sort of stretching of the waveform based right. on... Uh, and if it's moving towards you, it would have a blue shift where it would appear bluer, Shortening you know, higher energy wavelength. than it was. Yeah. And I don't know how that meshes up with the idea that tra light will travel away from you at the speed of light even when you're moving at relativistic speeds that's that's where i get all like i don't fucking know how to put these two together so maybe whoever whoever jumped in i don't remember who it was who jumped in with the uh dropping the science on the 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 baseball at the sun from the moon sure. thing maybe maybe they'll follow up with this as well and we'll get our Please you know 12th comment me. Because uh, yeah, I don't know. I th I feel like I read. I remember I read uh, the how does light work? The, Help the, me. The Hawkins book, uh, A Brief History of Time, which yep. talks about uh, time as a dimensional, you know, vector and and relativistic stuff as well. And uh, I remember reading it, enjoying it, and feeling like I understood some things from it. One of the things I clearly didn't take away was a comfort with some of these details of how. Right. Frames of reference and relativity work. So I don't know. I don't fucking I mean, it's know. Well, it's a great revelation to realize that there is no such thing as stationary. I yeah. mean, in the sense, in the grand sense of the universe, everything is stationary in terms of itself and in motion in terms of something else that yep. obviously has a different trajectory in the universe. Um, I think that's an awesome thing to think about, right? Because the way our minds work is kind of we're implicitly we're on a stationary surface because we can't feel the movement of the Earth as it rotates or as it spins through the right. you know moves through the galaxy. Right. The fact but that we're hurling through is. space at like you know 
you know, tens or thousands or hundreds of thousands of miles, you know, per second it, compared to the center point of the galaxy or whatever. Right, right. But uh, yeah, and it, and and you can start to think about. Well, I guess it sort of makes sense in that way. Like if I was on a train and there was a fly flying, you know, very slowly past me on the train to an outside observer, it's moving at speed x, but to me, it's moving speed y, which is yeah. Most, it's, and anyways, I I think it is interesting because then you can start. to kind of shift your frames of reference and kind of rebuild your thinking in an interesting way there. Yeah. But then you start to get this that that kind of physics stuff into it and I just go cross-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's that that have we talked about the problem with time travel uh previously cuz no. this is this is this is this is one of my favorite like Should I sports stop? Is things. there a problem with it? Yeah, Should no. I stop yeah. going back in Let's time? not talk about time. Oh, sorry. Um no, no, no. Uh, okay, you know, so here's you know, someone the thing. Said, I wonder if Hitler started World War II because he was tired of time travelers coming back to kill him. <laughs> it's like, fuck it. <laughs> this is going to end one way or the other in, oh, I don't know, nine months or so. I'm sure it'll be over quick. Um, I love causality loops in fiction like that. I fucking love them. Uh, so time travel. The problem with time travel is time travel is implicitly also space travel. Mm-hmm. And this is never addressed in any but the most hardcore of time travel science fiction because that's a huge pain in the ass. Basically, the thing is where the Earth is right at this moment and where the Earth is 30 years from now or 30 years in the past or five minutes from now are very different places in space. So when you travel to the same point in space in some frame of reference, uh, but forward or backward in time, you're traveling to a place where the Earth no longer is. So to travel in time accurately to land in the same place as Earth, you would not only have to calculate some sort of wormhole to that point in you know, space-time, time-wise, but you'd also have to calculate the exact position of the exact point on Earth in the galaxy as it hurtles through the galaxy, uh, you know, hurtles around the sun, hurtles along with the Milky Way, you know, around the arms of it, along with the whole Milky Way, wherever the fuck in the universe is going. All this vectors of movement... And, and and the thing is, you can hand wave and say, okay, but yeah, the time machine fixes to the frame of reference to the Earth, and yeah, but whatever the fuck, that's 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 a bullshit. Maybe I don't thing. know. I think I think that I think the counter argument more, and this is this is where this beer is really kicking in <laughs> when I start to actually try to speak authoritatively on any sort of physics matter. Do go on, but, but that I mean, you are you're putting your time machine along, you know, several axes. You're changing it, right? So in three-dimensional space, you're, it's it's moving from one point to another. And in four-dimensional space, which the fourth dimension being time, is moving from one point to another. You're changing all those values anyway, right? So you're just choosing something a, a, in the broad tapestry of space and time being the same thing. You're just picking a point where you're popping out. I'm just saying, theoretically. It, it seems like an enormously mathematically complicated calculation. That's, That's why computers help. And I know computers are great, but if you're off... By what, how many, how many digits past the decimal do you have to not be off by to not accidentally be off by two feet? Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's not so bad if you're two feet high, because then you just like fall and, you know, maybe bump your knee. But if you're two feet too low, I don't think you it travel matters through because, time. Here's why I don't into, think it matters. It's because you know, no matter floor. what, you're displacing some matter when are you, you show though? up. Are you? In, if you're I mean, in are the you air, displacing, you're displacing you, air. Well, and that's just I, I the think same way as if you're beaming into a solid. You're and they never discuss that. Are, are do you displace it or do you move well, it? Well, a Terminator, like, yeah, yeah, a sphere comes out well, and burns <laughs> the chain link fence they, in a circle around they you. They did know what they were doing. Also, also, do you know, there's kind a movie in, I reviewed on my podcast with my dear friend Aaron uh, called Prince of Darkness, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. I've never seen it. 
and you should ch you should watch it because it's actually it's sort of it's fun because it takes a more scientific approach than most kind of uh, uh, cosmic horror type movies do. Um, and one of the things that one of the major plot points in it is that they are receiving transmissions in their dreams and they can't figure out where they're coming from. But it turns out they're coming back from the future. And the reason they're really distorted and garbled is because they're being beamed through space from the point the Earth is at at the point of transmission to the point the Earth is at at the point of reception. So they actually sort of do wink at that See, idea I like, you're I like thinking that. of. That's yeah. nice. And, it, and again, it's like, I'm sure under some level of scrutiny, the science doesn't hold up, but, but at least they tried, yeah, and it's, it's fun like that they sort try, of right? The idea. It's the same yeah. way the science works in Star Trek, where it's like, you kind of, it doesn't matter if it holds up under the highest levels of scrutiny. At least they're saying science is happening here and we can pay lip service to how it could be working that's in this whole, fake world. That's a whole, I mean, I feel like we, we've sort of had that conversation probably, but uh, but that's a whole conversation. Right. I don't feel like Star Trek tries very hard at all. I feel like Star Trek is like among the hand waviest of popular science fiction on that front. Like they're not even, it's not even badly conceived fake science it's just like badly conceived nonsense most of the time. And I appreciate that narratively they're not telling science fiction stories. They're doing morality plays. They're telling character right, stories. Right. You know, it's, it's about, you know, society rather than about tech. But, but boy, it's, it's really bad a lot. It's, it's really true. just it's consistently really pretty bad. terrible. You know? It's usually really bad. But like an idea, and let me give you an example And from, you know, when I'm like, 12 or 13 years old and I'm watching Next Generation on television. The fact that the Borg are able to adapt their shields to the exact frequency of the phaser, and so they have to design these phasers that are constantly fluctuating their frequency to actually be able to shoot the Borg and stuff like that. Like, that's like, at least they had a half a thought about something like that. Well, yeah, the problem is they stop at half a thought, because like I do appreciate that, but I, I don't appreciate the fact that they never seem to like put any serious fucking R&D effort into right. just rooting around the problem entirely you know what let's come up with a weapon that the shields aren't an issue with let's come up with a weapon that just fucking knocks them over let's let's see what happens if we use a you know 38 fucking you know pistol on these guys and see if that works you know let's let's use nuclear weapons to just blow up their fucking ships you right. know I uh, it's yeah that's a it's it's a whole uh, like I said, it's it's a whole thing it's a whole thing sure, probably should sure. be the whole thing because because uh, uh, we shouldn't um because, yeah, we're running on, uh, oh, I don't know, just about just about an hour now. Oh, my God. You want to take one more break and then come back for just a little bit? <laughs> sure, let's do that. Okay. Maybe we'll listen to some more Guns N' Roses. Yeah, we'll put on some more Guns N' Roses songs. Blindside you with it. Hi, we're back. I'm blindsided. My yeah. side is blind. How's it going? I have no eyes on my side. Um, two things. One thing is any listeners that we may have inadvertently picked up along the way. <laughs> 
I have homework for you because I have a short <laughs> anecdote that I'm going to tell not this time but next time if would it, if the situation allows it about sugar bush squirrel. Have you ever heard of sugar bush squirrel? No. Go to sugarbushsquirrel.com and have your mind blown. That's sugarbushsquirrel.com. S U G A R sugar B U S H bush S Q U I R R E L squirrel.com. Is it E L or I L? I can never remember how how it's to spell E-L. squirrel. Okay, it's E-L. Okay. All right. Glad we worked that out for the listener. Um, <laughs> go to sugarbushsquirrel.com and, and peruse the photographs of this squirrel, and then I'm going to have a brief anecdote from like six or eight years ago about that website and the uh, Miss Kelly Foxton, the uh, person who makes that website. Okay. And her squirrel. Okay. So uh, that's a little homework for you out there in... Uh, Listenerville. It's a sugar burst squirrel. My question was, well, on you, you graciously picked me up uh, to give me a ride here today. That was and, pretty um, fucking gracious of me. It was I'm pretty a, fucking gracious. I am hail Josh full of grace. <laughs> Man, it's three, you're on your third drink and you're already slipping into the walk-in a little bit. Not a little not bit. on purpose. <laughs> Just, it occurs. Um. You mentioned that there, you know, and this is something that's happened to me too, is that there's sometimes there's a funny pattern of lights either from street signs or from signage in windows of shops and this and that, that every time you go down a certain street, you think you see uh, police flashers in your rear yeah, 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 you get worried yeah. that you're getting about to get pulled over or whatever. I don't, did, I'm not even worried about it getting pulled over. You know, I'll worry about it more once it ever happens to me. I haven't been driving that long and I'm right. kind of conservative about it, so I've been playing it safe. But just like, it's like that there is a police thing happening. It's right. discomforting. You know, it's like, uh, am I going to have Put to... Put you on edge a little. You know, yeah. Right. You don't want to do the wrong thing, for sure. It's like you don't want to be impeding someone, you know, racing an ambulance to a scene of an accident or something like that. But um, No, th- that actually gave me pause because I was... You didn't strike me as someone, like you're saying, that is particularly afraid of the cops. Not because you're just so, you know... I'm not afraid of the cops. Fuck, I'll kill, you know, whatever. It's, I'll beat up any cop who tries to arrest me type it's, of thing. It's because but it just seems like it's, you, you, you live a pretty legal life. I, that is a fair way to put it, yes. I'm. Uh, Have I'm, you ever been I'm to jail? Square. That's really the question I was going uh, to come around only to Only to bail someone out. Really? <laughs> yes. That's a whole That's a whole other discussion sometime. Is, Maybe that, we'll, is that more time than we have? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's a long story. We, sh- we should have him on sometime if he feels like talking about it, too. We but, should. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, no, I, I've, I've never been to jail. I've, I've never really gotten into any serious... Like, one time I got a D in middle school, but I talked to my teacher <laughs> into turning it into a C. Uh, that was one of the scarier moments. No, no, yeah, I... I, I, I uh, I Have you ever been uh, in a courtroom? Um, only for jury duty and a field trip. Okay. Yeah. Who did you actually have to? Uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, render uh, judgment on? Somebody no, 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 no. I, I, I got kicked out in voir dire. You did what? I, I got kicked out in in of jury duty uh, during uh, voir dire. Voir dire. Oh man. I don't so know what have you ever means. had jury duty? Yeah, but okay. it's, it's you know the I, I mean, they I've, ask you a bunch of questions yes, and, then and then they, they tell said a bunch it was you canceled. Leave? I've never actually yeah. had to show up. I mean, I've oh, been okay. in court, but I wasn't on the jury. Yeah, but so 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 you went into the courtroom. Did you did you ever go in the courtroom and then lawyers asked everybody everybody a bunch of questions? I don't think I've been. Oh, okay, for that. so so that's that that's voir dire voir right. dire. Looks like looks like voir dire. It's vetting the jury, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that's basically where they say, "Okay, let's get rid of this guy. He seems uh, like he has an interest in the details of the case. Let's oh, get rid of this sure. guy who looks like he can form sentences." It's 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 a weird process where they 
kind of chuck a whole lot of people out. Sure. Try and look for relatively, you know, harmless jurors, I think. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I, I, I've been that far. But uh, but they didn't like you? No, no. Do you, do you, did they tell you what you got kicked off the jury no, for? No, 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 no. You don't get any feedback. You just, okay, well, thank you. These huh. people can go. Huh. That's interesting. I never, I, I, I never actually got. That I would guess I, got I do think it's out. someone's civic duty to go to jury duty. I just want to say that I think that anyone who throws away their jury duty summons is not, you know, I, I, they I, someday may be in court and innocent and you know relying on a jury of their peers too. So I think it's kind of everyone's obligation. I feel that way. I got I, I got called up uh, when I was working this uh, shitty permatemp job in a call center, and I kind of wanted to do it partly because like you know. Uh, any time off work is good time. Sure. <laughs> I really didn't like that job at all. So, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, like really legit reason to take time. Of course. Time off. And so right. I wrote my boss letter Civic saying, Hey, duty. I got called for jury duty. And I realized I could ask for uh, an appeal to get me out of it as a hardship, but I actually like to do it. And so, you know, if, if it's workable to do that, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and right. show up and, and, and he wrote me back an email saying, do your duty, Mr. America. <laughs> and and I want to be clear that this guy was like an unlikable asshole. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you know, may, 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 maybe just at work. Maybe, maybe, in, maybe in his personal life he was a wonderful, sure. caring dude. But, but at work he just came off as the biggest sort of asshole, douchebag guy you don't trust. A fucking word that comes out of your mouth. Uh, out of his mouth, rather. Which, which is consistent with how everybody got laid off over a series of weeks along with a series of lies about how people weren't getting laid off and everything was fine. Uh, so, you know, this somehow became a story about that shitty job instead of jury duty, but yes, <laughs> do your duty. Mr. America yeah. is like the title of yeah. the album. I never recorded of punk songs about that shitty job. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's like voting. I think that if only, you know, if if all interesting and good-thinking people think that voting is useless, then only assholes vote and then only their voice is heard. I think yeah. I feel the same about juries, is that only, if if only, you know, whatever. Like, the, the, the old joke is like, you know, your ju- jury is filled with people who aren't smart enough to get out of jury duty, which is kind of a... Eh. Yeah, it's kind of a dickhead joke. I mean, right, but at the same, it's true though. It's, I mean, it's staff. It's juries are populated by people who are prepared to go to jury duty, right? Sure. And, I mean, and well, if, yeah. And if, I mean, and if all like good, interesting people are just like, yeah, it's, you know, fuck it, that's not my job or whatever, then yeah. juries are filled with assholes, and it's just it's too detrimental to the system. So, yeah. Anyways, for better or worse, not that this system's perfect, not that I'm defending it, but we do better when we show up for jury duty, as you know. Uh, forward-thinking human beings i think i think i'm on board with you 100 i think i think we've got a, a crapshoot consensus all right it's I, the name of our new bit the crapshoot <laughs> consensus where we discuss difficult legal and ethical issues i'm still and fishing around for places them. we can really argue and yell at each other but um, well i mean you just, keep bringing up guns and roses so yes, you know i know on I'm that really front gonna, you can go fuck yourself i'm gonna pick at that scab for a few episodes at least i hope um, no, yeah, I don't know. I, I was hoping there was a juicy story. Where no, no, no. I, I have not that no I have any reason to think the, the that. The only cop story I can think of where I even had a uh, direct interaction with a cop because I did something dumb was this one time I was visiting uh, uh, my I was with my my, my buddy Raj in uh, in Massachusetts. Uh, went to school in Massachusetts, and he was uh, one of several friends I made over there, and uh, a good guy. And, and we were going to pick up his little brother and I think a friend of his little brother 
Uh, and so we're driving, you know, up and down the pike to, to pick them up and then take them back up to uh, wherever in Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, so, so his little brother's kind of a hyper guy. Uh, certainly was at the time. He may have chilled out some now, but I think he was hyper in a sort of like clinical and, and medicated sort of way, uh, which was a little bit infectious and entertaining, but also sort of like, you know, a handful at times. But anyway, so we're, so we're in the van. We're in this shitty little Dodge minivan driving along some some turnpike uh, in New England. And uh, for whatever reason, as we're like pulling through a toll gate, uh, Roger's little brother is like, here, you know what you should do? You should take this flag and you should wave it out the window and holler. And it's a tiny American flag. And, and for whatever reason, I'm like, you know what? This is a dumb idea, but it's amusing. And we've been driving for hours and whatever the fuck and okay. And, and so as we pull away from the toll booth, you know, we pay our toll, get through, I, I lean out the window and wave this American flag and just holler. Like, you know, n- n- nothing more than just like, Whoa! waving a little American flag. A cop pulls us over like five minutes later and he, he, he hassles us. It's like, you know, sort of like, hey, so what, so what were you doing there? And, and the thing is, like, he was totally right. If he had said, hey, don't lean out your window and shout like a motherfucker. That's stupid, irresponsible behavior. You know, what if you distracted someone? What if someone was worried something's wrong? That would have made perfect sense. But it wasn't that. It was like, you know, a bunch of bullshit sort of attempts at gotchas, which are really dumb. It's like, you know, let me see your ID. It was like, uh, it was like, I mean, I, I showed him my college ID, but like, you know, it would have been legitimate to say, well, I'm not driving the car and nothing's really gone wrong. I'm not sure you can actually ask for that. But, but in any case, it was like, you know, so uh, I, I guess you didn't have your seatbelt on. I was like, no, I had my seatbelt. Well, you were leaning out. The one was like, well, I'm kind of a, I'm, you know, I was trying really hard not to be a smart ass at all. But mm. at the same time, it's kind of hard not to be like, no, you just made something up right. that is immediately belied by you know me leaning out the window to show you that my arms are long you know it was a weird sort of like the whole interaction was bullshit i didn't do anything seriously like problematic but at the same time i can understand a cop being like hey don't fuck around on the highway but at the same time the execution was terrible but like that's that's my that's the entirety of my cop stories that time this one pike cop in massachusetts was kind of an asshole about the time i was being kind of an asshole you know that is, the, I mean, I love you, but that's the milk toast. I know, I know. That's the thing story I've ever heard in my life, for sure. It's 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 that's a non story. It's 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 such <laughs> lame. Like, and and the thing is, I got amped up at the time because I was like, oh, this was weird and uncovered. What no, the fuck? of course, you yeah, know. I mean, but, not to your yeah, not, but not yeah, to it's your like it, yeah, anything. it was like nothing. Literally, nothing happened. It was right. like a non thing. <laughs> And that's the best I can do for a cop story. Right. Well, I mean, a cop's job is to basically, like, search your car and figure out, you know, what's going on with you at any given And the moment, best part right? is, so okay. So it's like they pull you over. That's just purely pretense, no matter what it is. And the conversation's never about what the conversation's about. It's always about them seeing if there's an end to, you know, see, breathalyze a driver or look through the car or whatever like that, right? And so it's like there's... I mean, he wasn't even thinking about the actual logistics of you leaning out the car window. Just and he asked if we we had been drinking. He was like, no, do you have any booze? No, do you have anything in the car that we wouldn't want to find? If we looked, it was like, no. And I was like legitimately, like, I thought it was absurd that he would even ask because, right. like, it's impossible that that's the case. Right. And we find out later that Roger's brother did, in fact, have a bunch of weed in the back seat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
I think I, I was an Should asset Should have let him search there. the car because that would have been a good story. Oh, yeah, that, that would have been. I think I ended up being an <laughs> asset because I found it. I was so naive and thought it so implausible that anybody would even have drugs right. that uh, like the cop just read like, you know, flops went off. I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, there's a bunch of fucking, you know, square kids. Right. There's, no, yeah. there's nothing going on here. So, <laughs> man, that fucking kid. <laughs> Well, uh, I was going to tell a story about the time I went to jail, but I feel like we're running so long. I think we're long. Yeah. Why, don't, why don't we save that for next time? Because I yeah. want to hear about the time I went Let to jail. Let me tell you instead another quick story. Okay. So, um, you remember I told the story about the uh, my, my young friend Benjamin uh, and me looking for Jew cash yes, together? Yes, yes. Right? Jew cash, yes. And I th- the, more I, the more I kind of live out my life and think about that experience, the more I think that... I mean, he was saying Jew cash. Sorry, I yeah, mean, no, no. That's, he, was, he, yeah. those were the words coming out of his that mouth. That kid was shitty talking. But I up. also like have really shitty tinnitus. Like I've been to too many like metal shows and punk shows and basement whatever shows, and I have wrecked my hearing. And it's because I was always drunk and I was always too obstinate to put in earplugs. Like insane. Have you normal damn near hearing. killed your hearing? I really have fucking terrible tinnitus and ringing in my ears that keeps me up at night. It's very stupid and bad. But it also means like I can never hear what the fuck anybody's saying. And like. Just like really like just a couple days ago, um, I was at work. I was trying to leave work. I was saying goodbye to my coworker, and he was like, "Have you seen a picture of this of my of my new dog?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, no, sure." And he's like, um, "I breastfed this dog." <laughs> and I said, "What?" And he said, "Me and my wife breastfed this dog," and he shows me a picture of a dog. <laughs> And I said, what? what? And he said, we breastfed this dog. It's a breastfed dog. And I said, why the fuck did you do that? Oh, I, I, I almost don't want to know what he was actually saying. He said a rescued dog. Ah. <laughs> he said it was a rescue dog. I rescued this dog. Um, that was a very... <laughs> very confusing because i really was like like the blood drained out of my face and i was aghast because i i was like why would you do that and from his perspective he's like i rescued a dog and then i said why would you do that right i'm like totally disgusted by him so he doesn't know what's going so he's real defensive about it and everything i don't know i told that i told that story to my girlfriend's parents over thanksgiving dinner and they thought it was funny did you did you successfully convey this to him? I hope like you clear this up after the fact, or are you just like fuck? No, it? we figured it out okay, eventually. Good. Yeah, no, I, but yeah, no. I I mean, for, <laughs> I'm never gonna get the fucking image of him breastfeeding a dog out of my mind, though. So thanks for that. Brian. Well, and you know what it is that tonight is probably affect your ability to properly perceive the timbre of 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 speech i think that's exactly it's probably the case. It, it all comes back to timbre beautiful that it's was a, a beautiful full circle was that was that drew. not a fucking callback Oof. like that was a that was a whole that was a hail mary callback that was a mm. fucking that was a that was a winning touchdown we're going to the play downs as they say in uh gil thorpe that is what they say yeah i, I just i really i just lost my own momentum to use uh yeah. to use a, an appropriate football metaphor i just lost right it. well in i think i think this has been really, yeah in the language of mathematics your, i feel just like lost uh, your velocity yeah the 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 tempo of my timbre is uh so <laughs> hit right, the website on a down note as usual <laughs> <laughs> the crapshoot.net is the website. Uh, we've got a Facebook uh, page too. Just yeah, you know, search for the crapshoot. Tw- Facebook, the Twitter, 
Yes, uh, the underscore crapshoot. The underscore crapshoot. Mm-hmm. We uh, we're on iTunes uh, where you can rate and review us. Yes, which you can probably so find if you're hearing this. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely toss in a, a a rating. It doesn't have to be five stars. It could be it could be four stars. Yeah, thinking five in your heart, but being you know humble or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, and yeah, rating and stuff like that. It it, it helps. And uh, tell your friends. Tell you tell you relatives you know and like, go to sugarbushsquirrel.com and just yes. have your mind blown i mean i yes. do have a story it's not that great of a story but no, let's just really go there and get your let's mind really blown. build it up it's the it's best be the, story it's gonna be you've amazing. ever heard in your life tune in you gotta tune into the next episode you will demarcate your one. life as having been before you heard this story and after this will be the figurative first kiss of podcast anecdotes yes absolutely is what this will be sugarbushsquirrel.com the fucking squirrel under a milk crate in the second grade. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Well, thank uh, you. Thank yeah. you for listening. I really actually appreciate anyone who's listening. I really appreciate you. Yeah. There, yeah. I hope so you're enjoying it as you. much as we are. Cause let me assure you, we are having a fine time and we're really nice guys. So if you'd comment on the website, comment on the Facebook, send us a message on Twitter. We'll respond. We're, yeah. we're responsive people. We're lonely. Yeah. Please, please love us. Talk love us. us. All right. Uh, See y'all next time. See ya.